day, and welcome to Bank Automation News Podcast Series, The Buzz. I'm band editor Lorraine Lawson, and recently I spoke with Bill Gordon, the Corporate Vice President of Worldwide Financial Services at Microsoft. We talked about security in the cloud and how banks are leveraging Microsoft Cloud. I began by asking Mr. Gordon about his contention that the cloud can actually improve a bank's overall security posture. Um, as a financial institution's look to use technology, obviously, to run their businesses and to provide their products and services to their customers. Uh, as they innovate and use technology to innovate, they also are going to use technology to innovate around their security posture and how they manage security and compliance and control structures. Um, and doing that at scale is important. Um, with the amount of endpoints in terms of devices and servers that are out there um, that you have to manage, you've got a wide surface. And the ability to create your security and compliance and monitoring programs at scale uh, falls naturally to using the ability of cloud technology to obviously offer that at scale as well. And so um, the idea of uh, managing multiple tools and multiple approaches around data security and privacy and endpoint protection can be challenging. There's a, a multitude of products um, that institutions have used um, almost uh, as point solutions or in silos, and that can also add to the, the challenge or the problem, if you will, uh, that kind of opens up opportunities for bad actors and predators. Because uh, as, as, as things are siloed, um, that opens up opportunities for identifying weaknesses. And so the idea of raising your security strategy platform up at a scale level um, to manage across your entire enterprise. Um, the cloud gives you the scale and the platform to do that. Um, we provide a, a set of integrated tools around that from Microsoft's point of view to do that. Um, and we also provide tools to manage in, in a, uh, a multiple cloud on-premise environment so we can help our customers create um, uh, approaches to manage on-premise uh, in a multi-cloud environment. Um, and, it, and, and the ideas, the tools uh, give you uh, a point of view um, to actually identify not just security elements, but also how you manage your data state. And again, doing that at scale in the cloud um, can give you significant advantages around um, uh, your solutions that you offer and also trying to limit, um, to some extent, the amount of tools that you can use. Um, Microsoft specifically has capabilities that can uh, interoper- interoperate with tools that exist today, or you can use many of the tools that exist in Microsoft Suites to actually cut down on the multiple tools that you use. And again, um, to some extent, uh, when you simplify things, you can also um, uh, reduce uh, the idea of threat and controls as well. So it's all about scale and the innovation around security and compliance that, that should be a part of um, your digital transformation strategies that we talk to customers about. So we're about automation, of course. Um, I slipped this question in uh, as a follow-up. Are there tools that help you automate security that that come with the cloud? Um, the the answer is yes. From the standpoint of um, managing security, has to be from endpoint, right? Your your endpoint devices and, and desktops, all the way. We call that the the edge, if you will, of computing, up through to the cloud. Uh, and you've got to have tools and capabilities uh, that give you the ability to manage um, security, data, data privacy protection, your monitoring and your threat protection, 
uh, your reporting and your um, response mechanisms, um, how you address breaches in an automated fashion, um, how you apply um, AI and analytics uh, as part of your threat monitoring capabilities in an integrated fashion so that you can respond. Um, and, and ultimately, as things are detected, uh, how you manage through that all the way up through even managing ransomware if, if that's an attack that um, unfortunately has occurred. And so the idea of, of having an integrated set of tools to do that from edge to cloud is, is architecturally what our strategy is about. Um, also based around a philosophy of zero trust, meaning that um, even for um, uh, applications or functions or, or things that are well understood within the enterprise, applying a zero trust mentality means that you will manage things even even though you think you understand them, you will still assume that uh, there's a potential threat or potential action that must be addressed. And, and so with an integrated set of tools, philosophy of zero trust, um, the idea of thinking through your capability sets to actually uh, apply um, your tools, um, your approach to threat monitoring, and then how you extend that to compliance. And compliance from a regulatory point of view um, is really around how you look at your AML operations, your KYC operations, and your data privacy operations. And so how do we give you tools to actually manage all of those things? We provide a set of capabilities to do that from our endpoint services um, around Microsoft Defender. We provide data governance tools. Um, uh, we have a, a, a set of programs within um, our capabilities called Microsoft Purview, um, which actually looks at um, data across your your enterprise from a governance point of view and an identification, identification point of view to determine how you manage and protect that data. And again, doing this in a, a multi-system, multi-cloud environment um, is is the environment that our institutions are operating in, and that's how we're building and architecting our tool sets. Okay. Um, we recently received a report on bad bots, and it only looked at one other cloud provider, I think, because that's what their solution run on, runs on. Um, but I wondered what you were seeing in terms of bad bots um, and, and what you do to combat bad bots um, in your infrastructure. Um the, the notion of bad bots um, uh, and the idea of what occurs around bad bots is really based on the the, the data and the uh, environment around how the bot is created and the analytics behind it and the artificial intelligence behind it. Um, and so, uh, you know, our, our approach around um, security protection and um, malicious attacks and uh, how bots can play into that um, really has to go back to the fundamental architecture around how uh, the, the bot is developed, um, the, the uh, intelligence behind it is created, uh, and uh, the applications that that bot is, is, is architected in. And so from that standpoint, you know, going back to the zero trust model and the approach around cybersecurity and, and, and how we look at that goes back to the to kind of the philosophy around how that bot was defined and developed. And so so our approach, you know, again goes back to, you know, our zero trust assume assume breach approach um, that we have around the philosophy of of implementing and designing and building our tool sets. Um, and this model of zero trust takes a more nuanced approach for managing access to identities, data, and devices 
um, within your environment uh, and within the external environments uh, that your applications uh, and your um, systems and the access that you provide your users provide outside of your organization. And so it really comes back to that design methodology around um, how you think through how you're going to deploy that bot and how you're going to apply your philosophies around using it. And so we do spend a lot of time thinking through that with our customers. Um, but it goes back to uh, the philosophy of our, how we how you design your approach through our zero trust model and philosophy. Okay. Um, good answer. <laughs> Canadian, uh, I was I was reading your blog and saw that uh, the Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce is using Azure as its primary cloud platform, enabling it to scale and modernize its, its banking platform. And we hear a lot about that, but I wonder um, – in what ways does the cloud help banks modernize, and uh, particularly if you're seeing them run their core processing, their general ledgers in cloud yet? Um, yeah, it's the the idea of your enterprise approach to using technology um, and how you define innovation around the use of that that technology uh, is going again. The, the idea of your security, compliance, and control structures as part of that enterprise architecture um, is, is all one and the same when you think about scale and development of scale. And, um, you know, de- detection and um, what's top of mind with chief security officers uh, and developers um, is, is all about how do, we, how do we use the latest technologies to not just you know, offer capabilities and products and services to our customers, but how do we use the latest technologies to also manage security and compliance at scale across the enterprise? Um, and, uh, you know, in, in large institutions, you're going to have a, a multitude of products. You're going to have a multitude of strategies, whether you're running your applications on-premise or whether you're moving to clouds. Our expectation is is that um, our, our cloud will be operating um, in a environment where there could be multiple clouds or, or could be a combination of on-prem and, and cloud architectures. And so as we think through that, we think about our approach to the technologies that we offer. Uh, and the the philosophy of the Microsoft Cloud, uh, given the, the depth and breadth of our cloud services across Azure as well as our biz application products with Dynamics as well as um, our modern work um, um, Microsoft Office products, our GitHub um, developer platform, our LinkedIn platform. These are all uh, base core services and capabilities as part of the Microsoft Cloud. Um, We built these services with an integrated set of uh, interoperability and controls built on a common set of security and compliance and control structures as part of our Microsoft Cloud. We've had the opportunity of being able to extend our Microsoft Cloud into specific industry um, uh, uh, offerings, uh, one of those being the Microsoft Cloud for Financial Services, where we take the Microsoft Cloud and we can actually extend unique capabilities uh, specifically for the financial services industry. And we launched the Microsoft Cloud last year uh, with an extensive capabilities offering for the retail banking sector. Because when you bring our cloud services together in an integrated way, you can actually offer products and services um, in, in in a assembled way that customers can use it more readily. And when we announced the Microsoft Cloud Financial Services, we offered retail banking services around 
client insights um, around onboarding, these capabilities that could, our customers could use more readily out of the box for retail banking. Um, we're excited about that because as we integrate our cloud services together, we can offer more things in a readily usable way um, out of the box, if you will, for our customers to use specifically for uh, their capabilities. And as part of that, our security and compliance and control structures um, and our approach to that is really important. And so we provided a um, set of capabilities to support that um, around compliance. And so, for example, we offer um, a um, compliance manager program that helps organizations manage their compliance requirements across their enterprise um, built off of our cloud services. Uh, we offer um, a compliance manager that actually helps you manage your compliance requirements as you move to the cloud. Um, and specifically in retail banking, uh, we built a product called Account Protection Feature, which helps banks protect their customers' online accounts against bot attacks, which you referred to earlier, um, fake account creation, account takeover, and fraudulent account access. We will continue to offer products and services more readily out of our cloud services that our customer can use as part of the Microsoft Cloud for Financial Services. Um, we'll also, within our um, uh, approach to our Microsoft Cloud stack, it allows our partners to actually leverage our cloud capabilities as well um, in our ecosystem of partners that can build into our stack as well, companies like um, Biocatch, for example, uh, that build off of our cloud capabilities. Um, they're a SaaS offering that banks can use, um, and they can actually provide anti-money laundering solutions to help banks fight against fraudsters, et cetera, um, around account takeover and account usage. Um, it's a, a way for institutions to more readily um, uh, build in partners uh, into their enterprise structures uh, in a very simple and straightforward way um, that eases the ability, f for example, um, for them to, to at attach a certain um, solution towards a, a problem that they're facing, particularly in the account takeover space. And so with our cloud services, we'll offer capabilities for security, compliance, and controls. With our network of partners, we'll give them the opportunity to bring solutions that are more readily available and, and implementable in our customers' uh, environments as well. And then the security compliance and control structures that we built in our cloud structures, uh, our customers can be and can feel secure about with regards to, you know, if they invest in our cloud capabilities, uh, they know that we're going to have a consistent approach to how we use our tools and structures from endpoint all the way to the cloud. You sort of jumped the gun on my next question. Uh, you certainly outlined a really good business case for Microsoft's cloud uh, and mentioned several things that differentiate or that, that banks should look at when they're going to clouds, including security, the ecosystem that the cloud supports. But I'm wondering in general, are there, are there other, I know a lot of banks are choosing to go hybrid cloud and that seems to be what analysts are saying will be typical in the future. Are there other specific things that people should look at when they're considering other banks in particular should look at when they're considering a cloud solution? Um, or are there things they're looking at that that maybe would opt for, choose them to opt for a hybrid cloud? Uh, yes. Uh, many institutions um, are, are looking at their approach to their private clouds that they've built on-prem. And as they think about scale and extensibility and time to value, 
on how they, how they look at expanding on their architectures to actually build capabilities and deliver faster to the market. And uh, with that approach, the, the view of extending into public cloud and cloud services offers that advantage of uh, capabilities and services that can drive um, time to value uh, in terms of offering new capabilities and solutions. And so as part of that digital transformation and innovation strategy, uh, the, the approach to looking at a multiple cloud environment um, becomes a natural way for customers to, to think about how to extend their capabilities and also how to feel comfortable working with, with multiple partners. Uh, and so from that perspective, we understand that in terms of our cloud capabilities and services. Um, we, we build our, our, our cloud with the intent of uh, understanding that it will operate in a multi-cloud and, and multi-software uh, solution environment. Uh, historically, that's what we've done in terms of all of our platforms, starting from Windows uh, and enabling others to build on our Windows uh, capabilities and, and, and platforms and extending that philosophy into our cloud services. So the the ex- expectation of our capabilities is that it will most likely be operating in a multi-cloud environment. And so when we think of tools like Azure Arc, which gives the ability of enterprise control structures that help you manage in a multi-cloud environment, um, and when you uh, think about your data estate and how you have to manage data across uh, multiple environments and multiple clouds, um, and the, the the product that we offer to actually help organizations govern their data across their multi-cloud environment, um, we have a, a service and product called um, Microsoft Purview, which allows you to have a unified data governance approach um, to manage data across on-premise, multi-cloud, software as a, as a service capabilities across your entire estate. Um, this gives you the ability to map all of your information and your data, um, to make data discoverable, um, to provide analytics on top of that data, uh, to manage privacy and controls across that data in a, in a, in a, in a multi-cloud environment. Um, all the philosophies around doing that are, are important to our structure. And that's why customers like TD Bank and UBS and AB and Ambro um, have instituted Microsoft's um, cloud services uh, in conjunction with their multi-cloud environment um, to actually have that common control structure in plane as well as common capabilities to manage security and compliance control in that multi-cloud environment. Lots of discussion around, you know, how we're going to continue to evolve our products to doing that. Um, but that's the environment that our customers want to operate in, um, particularly our, our largest, most sophisticated customers where they're going to have a variety of capabilities, products, and services that they want to manage to, to run their businesses. So are there particular ways that you see banks using Microsoft Cloud for financial services? You mentioned onboarding. Or are they are they looking to enable embedded finance or do banking as a service? Are, are there any trends you're seeing in how banks use Microsoft's cloud solution. Yes, and it's 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 fundamentally building off of our core set of Microsoft Cloud services. Um, and the Microsoft Cloud for Financial Services extends that capability specifically for uh, retail banking offering right now that we've brought to the market with the initial uh, release of Microsoft Cloud for Financial Services, where we offer uh, a, a client insights set of capabilities where you have a 360 degree view of your customer for retail banking. You can build a onboarding platform off of that, um, and embedded in that are also some uh, our compliance manager and our compliance control structures uh, capabilities uh, that come with 
that Microsoft Cloud for Financial Services set of capabilities that you can build on top of your existing investments in the Microsoft Cloud. And we will continue to do that. And more importantly, our um, ecosystem of partners uh, are now building more broadly uh, to take advantage of our Microsoft Cloud and the Microsoft Cloud for Financial Services capabilities in retail banking. So they can now embed those capabilities in their solutions um, uh, uh, in a much uh, richer, faster way as well. Uh, and the, the idea is all about uh, how do we work with our customers to actually drive time to value around the transformation that they're looking to drive across offering different products and services, offering um, unique uh, customer experiences across their multi-channel environments, um, offering uh, the ability to manage risk and compliance and control structures in a much broader, richer way, um, the ability to manage employee collaboration across your front, middle, and back office in new and unique ways to create um, business efficiencies. As institutions are looking to do that in a quicker, faster way, they're looking for their um, in, their technology and their tool sets uh, to allow them to manage and do that faster. But again, going back to the theme of your podcast, how do you do all of that transformation um, in an environment where you also have to manage uh, on a broad scale um, the risks that are ever increasing around security and cyber attacks um, and ransomware. And how do you do that at scale? So at the same time that we're offering products and services to drive um, business advantage with products and services and new business model capabilities, whether it's extending your uh, applications through embedded uh, banking, as you said, as institutions look to extend their capabilities into other ecosystems uh, or to look at bringing uh, other capabilities that customers want as part of their experience into their banking experience. Um, the uh, movement and exchange of those capabilities inside and out uh, also raise the, uh, the, the, the approach and the importance around how you're going to do that in a secure and compliant manner. And so as we think about our security tools um, around that and our compliance tools, our data privacy um, and data governance tools, we're keeping that architecture in mind uh, around what our institutions are looking to do to drive their businesses, but how they also must maintain that in a secure, compliant manner. Sort of uh, stepping outside of security, have you seen any surprising use cases of cloud from banks, uh, ways they've leveraged it that maybe Microsoft didn't predict as a use case or um, anything particularly clever out there? <laughs> um, the financial services institution has been, uh, I believe, a bit on the cutting edge of the use of, of cloud technologies uh, across uh, the entire value chain of banking, capital markets, and insurance. Um, and I say that because of the amount of of investment in, in startups and new companies, whether it's uh, in the financial space, fintech space, or um, the, the regulatory space, reg tech space, or the insure tech space. Uh, institutions have brought new ideas and market faster um, and cheaper uh, and in a more productive manner uh, because of the cloud. Right, so these, these startup organizations are born in the cloud, and because they're born in the cloud, they can bring their new idea, their new technology, their new approach, their new innovation to market quickly. Quickly, And we've seen what that's done to accelerate innovation across the industry. I mean, four or five years ago, 
where we were all talking about, oh, the rise of the fintechs, right? They're gonna, they're gonna take down the larger institutions. And the reality of it is, is they've been additive to the larger institutions, either learning from those fintechs or acquiring those fintechs, uh, or partnering with those fintechs, uh, to augment, uh, the broader customer experience and products and services and value creation that they were, that they were, that they were taking. And now you hear these large institutions, you know, talking about, um, uh, wanting to operate like fintechs, right, in terms of the speed of change, the speed of innovation and ability, the speed of testing and learning fast uh, within their environments. And so they're they're taking a page out of the fintech book, right, and they're doing that by bringing cloud and innovation technologies into their enterprise environments um, so that they can do that at scale as well. Um, Obviously, they have other challenges around how they do that because they've got to do that in an environment that's dealing with legacy systems, and they're doing that in a regulated environment that the fintech organizations don't necessarily have to operate in uh, around security and compliance controls. So larger institutions are learning how to do that faster. They're investing in in cloud capabilities and services. They're investing in the development talent that's needed um, uh, to operate and develop that way, Um, and the, the idea of speed to market and, and speed to innovation is occurring, and, and we're seeing that in financial services at pace, particularly coming out of the pandemic. Um, with That showed uh, that we could react fast, um, create collaborative and, and uh, hybrid environments in a quick manner, do that in a safe, secure environment uh, within the regulatory compliance and controls that financial institutions have to operate in. Uh, that was a proof point coming out of the pandemic that things could be done faster but still be done in a secure, compliant manner. And now the, the push is on now coming out of the pandemic to actually show that you can do that at scale. I agree. Um, so what's next for Microsoft Financial Services in the cloud or otherwise? Uh, well, we're, we're, um, we have the luxury of building off of the, the core Microsoft cloud um, and the, and the history and legacy of of our customers uh, who have invested um, in that cloud, whether it's in Azure in the infrastructure space or or um, uh, the modern workspace with Office 365 or with our biz app space with Dynamics 365 or uh, in our developer community with GitHub or uh, leveraging uh, new cloud services out of LinkedIn. Uh, many of our customers have been invested in aspects of the Microsoft Cloud, and as we think about ways to take um, uh, our capabilities at the Microsoft Cloud level and create ways to extend it with unique capabilities and services for financial services, we're really excited about the retail bank offering that we initially have launched with the Microsoft Cloud Financial Services because it shows the power of being able to deliver things like um, onboarding and client 360 and client insights um, uh, in a much more easily consumable out of the box way, if you will, for our customers to take advantage of and build off of that. Uh, we will continue to look for um, opportunities to create um, uh, products and services naturally that support retail banking and commercial banking and um, consumer banking and insurance and capital markets as we integrate our cloud services. And so we'll look to continue to offer those things out of the box. We will also expand on um, uh, uh, our offerings from a, from a global perspective as well. Right now we launched in the U.S. and Canada and the United Kingdom, um, and now we will be um, uh, having availability 
um, in Australia, Australia, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Mexico, and the Netherlands, New Zealand, and Switzerland. Um, and we'll have plans to continue to extend our presence um, in many more markets and languages in the coming months. And so we're going to extend uh, the Microsoft Cloud Financial Services um, capabilities uh, in terms of 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 um, uh, reach and function as well as uh, geolocations. And so we'll be super excited about that. Also, a lot of reaction and excitement from our ISV and our partner community around their ability to extend their unique value propositions um, with our services in, in, in the cloud. So if you can think of uh, extending collaboration capabilities that we have naturally in our Microsoft Cloud set, a partner can actually start to um, build those into their application more readily out of the box uh, to integrate with um, uh, Office 365 or to integrate with Teams, for example, so that their solution builds in those natural collaboration capabilities as part of their value proposition. Uh, and for our customers who uh, have invested in the Microsoft Cloud for Financial Services and um, have invested in the common set of security, compliance, and control structures that we've built around our cloud structure, uh, they're excited to know that as they work with partners that build into our cloud, um, they have the assurance um, and um, uh, the effectiveness of knowing that those partners have built towards a common set of control structures that they've already agreed to and already have proven out uh, with their relationship and working with Microsoft. So there's the advantages of them working with partners that are building into our, our cloud um, capabilities um, and the advantage of the integration of Microsoft plus the partners uh, as part of what they're building in their architectures together, which again leads to time to value, um, the notion of getting capabilities out to market more quickly the notion of being able to expand into new products and services, uh, the notion to think about how to, you know, take advantage of new business opportunities in different geographies, all at scale, um, and, and that scale driven by uh, cloud services and capabilities. And, and I'll underline that we're we're doing that in a philosophy of knowing that this will be, you know, in a in a in a hybrid environment with regards to on-prem and cloud, and it'll be in a multi-cloud environment. We're building our capabilities to work in an interoperable way, knowing that that's the architecture that our customers are going to be investing in over the long run. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thank you for your time, and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your platform of choice.